Hi, I'm Jeremy Larson, the Reviews Director of Pitchfork, and this podcast is supported by Pitchfork Music Festival. Pitchfork Music Festival will take place July 19th through the 21st at Union Park in Chicago, Illinois. This year's lineup features Jamie XX, Alanis Morissette, Black Pumas, Carly Rae Jepsen, Brittany Howard, Jay Paul, Muna, Jesse Ware, 100 Gex, and many more. The festival also features diverse vendors as well as specialty record, poster, and craft fairs and works to support local businesses while promoting the Chicago arts and food communities as a whole. For more information on tickets and lineup, visit pitchforkmusicfestival.com. This is Pooja Patel, the editor-in-chief at Pitchfork. We're taking a break this week and we'll be back with a new episode next week. In the meantime, I wanted to share a clip from the run-through with Vogue featuring the great Erica Badu. Hosted by Choma Nadi and Chloe Mal, each episode of the run-through features conversations with Vogue editors, creatives, and cover stars. In this clip, Badu shares her earliest musical memories, talks about her love of mischief, and spills some tea on new music coming down the pipeline. Check it out. And don't forget to follow and listen to The Run-Through with Vogue, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'd love for you to share with us a little bit about baby Erica when you, you know, when you were (laughs) young and you learned to sing and... Uh You shared a little bit with me about hearing music, but what were your first memories of making music? My first memories are in church with my great-grandmother, the house that you were in. Mm-hmm. She also lived there mm-hmm. and passed on there. Mm-hmm. In Dallas. In Dallas. Mm-hmm. And my grandmother lived there and passed on there. Wow. Now my mother has inherited the, wow. the position of the matriarch of that house. In that house, there was a, a grand piano, or an upright piano, mm. and it belonged to my great-grandmother, Odessa, mm. and she played for a church, so she would play it all the time. And it was a pretty tall, upright piano, you know, the kind that you would see in a Western movie or in an old church. And she would kick the bottom of it while she played to use the bottom for a kick drum. Oh, Wow. And I would sit under there and watch her foot, you know, and I would feel it, you know, whatever it was that you're supposed to feel. I felt it. And um, I always had, I didn't know if I would be a singer or anything like that, but I felt the thing, whatever that is, that, uh, you know, the metronome, mine always finds the rhythm or the pitch, or the, of the keys, or the tone of the thing, you know, I always find. But I didn't know I would be a singer, but that's my first understanding. And my other grandmother uh, bought me a piano like that. And I just pretended like I was playing, like my great-grandmother. And that's Did it, you teach yourself, there. or I, did you take did. lessons? Yeah, I can't read music or... Wow. I will say Erica played me a song. Oh. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to record it, but um, we know that, you know, your your music is such a part of you too. And 
I know that people are eager to see what you will do next with music. How are you feeling about that? Soon come. You know, I feel like I've been going through a downloading period. Mm. You know, I told you that for the past mm, two or three years, since a little bit before COVID, uh, the pandemic. Yeah, that, that sent us all into a, a spiral of deep thought. And um, I think that I'm ready to have something to say, maybe. Yeah. To so, upload? Yeah, I'm ready. So that, because uh, I'm feeling music a lot right now. I listen to it all the time, but I'm really feeling like participating. You know, even though I perform live, it's a totally different feeling. A live performance is like creating a moment. You can do that anytime. But um, the studio experience is perfecting a moment. And yet it's work. You get in there and you, you really start to craft something. And I'm ready to give that type of energy to myself. So soon. Is that what you asked me? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes, I'm ready to do that, I think. I was excited to learn that you actually started working at Steve Harvey's Comedy Club. <laughs> and Choma was telling me that you actually are quite the mischief maker and prankster. And I was just wondering, how do you sort of integrate that into your life? Are you playing pranks on people and your family? <laughs> <laughs> Is April Fool's a big holiday? I didn't mention this, but you should see the... the doesn't the welcome mat is really hilarious? <laughs> okay. Don't I think it. that's what she meant. <laughs> oh. I don't know about this. No. My welcome mat? Well, says, well there's, this, there's always a little bit of fun. There's always a little bit of like... Yes, it's a, it's a little mischief, yes. What, what does the welcome mat say? Well, i got to tell you the story first. All right. <laughs> people are stealing people's packages left and right. <laughs> and it's like... People just really feel entitled to people's mm. things now for some reason. It's so weird. And um, But people are also still scared of things that they don't understand. So in order to deter people from stealing packages, my welcome mat says, steal my packages and you will die in three days' time. <laughs> now, did you make this custom? Or? I did. Oh, wow. I didn't know it was custom. It like, was custom. Like on Etsy, or how does that work? It, it was custom. <laughs> from I, I saw this uh, mat company on Instagram, actually. <laughs> I said, can you make me one and say, steal my packages and you will die in three days' time today? Everyone else has their name on it. <laughs> and they said, uh, yeah, we can. <laughs> You probably do that. Came in the mail. I was like, yes. <laughs> I put it outside. And right. there have been no it works. thefts on my camera. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to hear that. I also know there was a word that you taught me, and it's escaping me, but it's a, I think it's an um, indigenous American word. That Heyoka. It, that's right. Explain that to everybody, because I was really intrigued Heyoka. about it. The Sioux tribe describes Heyoka as an empath who deeply feels everybody's emotional experiences in some way. And he is the person in the tribe who tries to make light of heavy things by using comedy as a coping mechanism. Mm. 
riding the horse backwards or eating a rock or making light of someone's tragedy by making a joke of it. The whole desire is to create balance so that we don't take ourselves and our moments so serious. Heyoko is very blunt with their opinions and they are very curt with their statements. And they often cut people off because they know what you're going to say and they don't have time to listen to it. So that could be seen as rude. And people do say they're rude. But <laughs> Heyokas are, they're, it's not like I'm talking about myself. <laughs> I am. I am Heyoka. I am Heyoka. <laughs> yeah, that's, and I am, um, when I read the description years ago, I felt like I fit that description because I mean well and my energy is pure. But sometimes people don't like the mirror up to them. Mm-hmm. And they will tell you stuff like, it's not always your job to show someone who they are. And, you know, I disagree. <laughs> Whose job is it? <laughs> it is my job. There yeah. you go. There you have it. I mean, you have so many talents. I, Thank I, you. We actually have a Thank you. deck of tarot cards here. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, and I think it might be time for us to... These are very old. Yes. I think they're actually in French. Are they in French? They're my father's. They're French, 30-year-old <laughs> French tarot cards. They're beautiful cards. Um, but because I know when I was there, you know, your altar has all kinds of beautiful things on it. And there was a stack of cards. And you pulled me a card that you pulled a card for me that was very accurate for my life at that moment. Yeah, tarot. Are you guys into tarot? Yeah. At all? Yeah, I haven't had my cards read in a long time. What do you know about tarot? Well, I have a, it's getting very personal, but when I was very young, about eight or nine years old, my mother and I went to a tarot card reader on a side street in Midtown, and she read our cards, and I forget what she said about me, but then she looked at my mother and she pulled... It might have been the card of death, but she said, you're going to need help very soon. And then a year later, my father died. And so my mother has never seen a tarot card reader since then. How long have you been um, into tarot, Erica? Five minutes. (laughs) But I can do it. (laughs) I'm new to this, but I'm not new to this. (laughs) Understand me? I can guarantee to you that I'm going to give you a reading that's going to blow your mind. <laughs> right now. Right now, right now, right now, right now. Right now, come spirit and give us some energy, something that we can use, something that we may learn from. Thank you. Our readers don't do this, but. (laughs) (laughs) So Erica's tapping on the stack of cards with her grill, which is amazing. (laughs) 
That's the only stones I had available. These are, <laughs> I know. <laughs> they're pearls in here. You they're see, beautiful. I'm also, they're beautiful. I was admiring them. I'm also resourceful. <laughs> okay. So uh, do you have a question in mind or you just want... Let's do... Go ahead. Yeah. Let's do the whole thing. You have a question in mind? Oof. That's my question. Um, I found myself recently as I've become a parent being concerned about the health of myself and those around me. And I feel like there's no way to control that. But I I wonder, I'm constantly concerned about having health issues early. Death. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Don't do that, Erica. <laughs> That's not funny. <laughs> no, no, I was kidding. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Car is a ten of cups. Ten of cups says to me that and cups represent love. In this case, you are requiring and needing overwhelming love and support. Mm. Um, because you do need to take some. Um, time to regenerate. Hmm. Right. That's a good generally says that you are you are wanting more hmm. support, more love. You are willing to receive it as well. And I'm feeling that you will very much return the love if you can just get a new battery. In your back. Hmm. All right. That's very helpful. Yeah. That's nice. That's yeah. lovely. Tell us what you've got coming up. Like what's in in, in brief, because I know. So basically in sure. Erica's house is a whiteboard with all the projects. <laughs> oh, wow. And I know several have been crossed off now. Yeah. How are you feeling about your to-do list? Um, we're, I'm almost done. You know, usually at the beginning of the year, I don't have a, a manager or anything like that. So. Mm. I have to be self-motivated to do everything. And it's, of course, more difficult when um, grieving about something or having some kind of emotional reaction to something. Oh, my God, it's your birthday uh, coming up soon. Oh, too. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so let me tell you about those. Yes, yeah, yeah, tell yeah, me yeah. about your birthday. Because I know let that Let me just tell big... you about stuff on the board and yeah. not the feelings that go with it. Yes. <laughs> let me try to use my left Is the brain. birthday on the board? The birthday is on the board. The okay. birthday is a big thing every year. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. yes. What Thank does that you. look like? The birthday is an annual party that I have as a concert in a 4,000-seater venue. Kind of small for... <laughs> just <laughs> always in Dallas? <laughs> always in Dallas okay. at the same venue, the factory. Okay. And I have it each year, and I've had it each year for about 10 years. Now, this is going to be my 52nd birthday. Oh, you look like, honestly, like your skin. I just, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Cause I, you look so young. I know. What's the skin <laughs> secret? Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I use money for lotion. I was wondering, and I never got to ask you that. Is that it? <laughs> That's it. Don't tell all the girls. No, it's just okay. between us. Yes. <laughs> but that's what's coming up. The birthday party is February 24th. That'll be so in fun. In Dallas. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing all of my amazing friends that come out every year. 
Do you have an outfit yet? I don't. I don't. I don't lay my clothes out on the bed like that. I don't. You don't you lay them on your mind. That's no. a birthday. That's the birth best day to just So you'll just create. wake up. You're just going to wake up and go into the closet and pick some out? Yes. Are you insane? <laughs> Listen, I'm not insane. I'm telling you. I thrift like maybe, you know, I've been thrifting this month. I thrift a month or two before. Just get some cool pieces that I see. These rings I found on Etsy. I mean, it's They're just great. Like, they basically look like broken plates. They're beautiful. They're like little porcelain. Like Chinese made. Yes. Yeah, they're so good. The key to this whole thing is just kind of like you have tools around. Mm-hmm. It's just like if I was a, a visual artist, mm-hmm. there's no way. You know, I know today's the day that I paint a thing, but... I don't know how you imagine in your mind what you're going to do. But it's just how my mind works. It's fun. I, your mind is I'm a, discovering, a magical thing. <laughs> I think my best work is still in me. It's so I definitely don't wanna, still in you. I don't want to disrespect it by trying to label it. Or, yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, it's like I never, I don't. And it's fun like that. So the birthday is coming up, which I don't know what I'm going to wear for. <laughs> um, there's a collab I have with Cookies. Yep. Yep. Um, cookies is a, a brand of can- a cannabis brand, one of the most. Oh, I thought influential it was an actual ones. cookie. I was excited. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they do have actual cookies. Okay. But you want to just take two bites of, okay. of that cookie. That might not be the nurturing. I need no, right that's now. not the cookie. That might not be the cookie for you. My um, weed brand is called Apple Trees, yeah. and his is called Cookies. So we got together to create a, a strain that. I wanted to specifically research the relationship between cannabinoids and women. Mm. And that's my interest. The strain we created is not just for women, but it has women in mind. Mm. Um, The packaging, the art, some of the cannabinoids inside. Can you explain a bit about the pack? Describe the packaging. You showed it to me. Was it too? Can you reveal it yet? I did reveal it today on Instagram. Oh, great! Okay, good. So, so it looks kind of like this. It's oh, it's wow. beautiful. Yeah, when I was thinking of thinking of packaging, it's I was, like blue and white Delft china, sort of yes. Ming Dynasty china. Mm-hmm. When I was thinking of this this look, I was thinking, what is the most feminine and soft thing that I can create to you know give to to women as a an offering for? We're paying attention to you too in cannabis world. I thought of a vase. I thought of a, a vase shaped like a, a woman that is also a bung mm. that also has a vanity tray made of the same porcelain material but trimmed in gold. So I thought, wow, wouldn't that be beautiful for someone? And that was the first thing I thought of. So I'm excited about this drop I have with cookies. It's my first venture into the cannabis world, which uh, sparked an idea to do a documentary about women. In cannabis, in the name no of... No pun intended. Ah, great. Yeah. Sparked an idea. It did spark <laughs> an idea. <laughs> and uh, the name of the documentary will be called... Pussy and Weed. I love it. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> I had a drum roll in my head. I'm sorry. <laughs> my <tip. laughs> I thought you were maybe having a stroke. I, <laughs> I was listening to the drum roll. Yes. Because so, I was real stiff. Yeah. Everything <laughs> I was waiting for the audience to be quiet. Erica, thank you so much. Thank this has you. been the highlight of our 
definitely of our fashion weeks. Yes, by this far. is definitely the highlight mm-hmm. of our fashion week. Thank you so very much. And thank you, Vogue. One of my top favorite <laughs> interviews of all time. One experience. Once you meet Erica, you will never forget Erica. <laughs> I feel I feel like I'm just going to listen to this interview. It's like ASMR to help me go to bed at night. I feel very soothed. <laughs> the, that voice, that whisper. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, until next week, everyone. The Run Through the Vogue is a production of Condé Nast Entertainment. I'm Chloe Mao. And I'm Cho Minardi. We'll be back next week. Bye. You come to the New Yorker Radio Hour for conversations that go deeper with people you really want to hear from, whether it's Bruce Springsteen or Questlove or Olivia Rodrigo, Liz Cheney, or the godfather of artificial intelligence, Jeffrey Hinton or some of my extraordinarily well-informed colleagues at The New Yorker. So join us every week on The New Yorker Radio Hour, wherever you listen to podcasts.